Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox, your Monday through Friday rants, raves, and reviews talk radio show with the top stories in news, politics, and pop culture. Join your host, entrepreneur Scott Fullerton, and co-host, actor and writer Craig Hurley, right here at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live, or subscribe and download on your favorite podcast distributors, including Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple and Google Podcasts. You're also invited to call in and share whatever is on your mind at 347-989-0126 during the live shows. So here we go. Stand up on our soapbox and let's start talking. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Wednesday, November 6, 2019. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton. In just a second, I'll be joined by my co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley. You're free to give us a call over the next hour, 347-989-0126. We'd like to hear what's on your mind. Or you can uh, give us your thoughts on what we're talking about. Again, that's 347-989-0126. Let's go ahead and bring on my co-host, Mr. Craig Hurley. How the heck are you? I am I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm a little I, – I'm, I'm just tired. I'm a little, like, depressed. I'm a little tired just doing a lot of traveling, so I'm tired. I'm sorry to hear that. I have a small little emergency, so you have a choice of either vamping for five minutes or I can play the new George Michael song that just came out today. It'll be featured in his movie Last Christmas. What would you like? No, go ahead and and play a song, dude. I could actually, yeah, that's that's fine with me. More breaks breaks today in this hour. The better, the better for me. So. All right. Here's George Michael. His new song is out now. This is going to be from the new uh, movie Last Christmas coming out. And it's called, you should like this. It's called This Is How We Want to Get High. We want you to nice. get high. So this is George Thanks. Michael, and we'll be back in about three and a half minutes. Here we go. Looking for a different space I was leaning on the grass Dreaming of a sunnier day Oh, 
Um, so it has a couple good people in it. But uh, right. we'll see. We'll see what happens. It comes out on, I guess it is, it comes out November 8th. So it'll come out this Friday. There you go. Cool. There you go. Other than that, how are things going? You said you're on the road, so so a little not as much fun as it normally is to be in one place. How's that going for you? No, I like being on the road. Um, I'm I'm okay. Uh, it's just you know when your legs start cramping up and stuff like that. So that's all. I'm, I hear you. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to kind of shake that off. But so you're talking to you the know, guy yeah. that drove from yeah, Illinois to Vegas in one day. So I know what you're talking about. There you go. <laughs> when I was rushing my little happy bun to get over there, I know exactly what you're saying. Not so, easy to do. No, it's not. What else is going on? Anything exciting? Um, no. Just um, I didn't get to see Little Mermaid, and I'm wondering if you did. Supposedly, John Stamos absolutely crushed it. Supposedly, he did a really good job. I did see it. Um, I thought his was probably the hardest to hear. He was fun. His acting part was fun. It was very interesting. It was a very interesting show. Very Disney. Um, The way they ended up staging it was they did most of the dialogue was done through the actual movie. So they had the actual movie okay. playing. We knew it was going to be a hybrid between the movie and live action, right? And so what right. they did primarily was use the movie for the dialogue part and then use all the featured performers for the songs. So it was almost like a Disney concert, which I didn't have a problem with. I thought it was actually kind of cool. Uh, and the staging was amazing. Um, they, had, uh, they, they used the space well. It was done in the Disney Studios over there. Um, they had the audience involved. The audience had these really cool teal and blue and green scarves that they would wave up and down while they were doing these ocean scenes, make it look like the water was moving, which was kind of fun. Um, they used some great aerial um, stuff. Audience participation is very important, especially when it comes to Disney. Fun. Yeah. And they had great aerialists. They had the... Uh, they were able to get her out way over to the audience. I'd say probably 50 feet out, maybe maybe 75 feet out and 40 feet high. So it looked like she was swimming around the way they did the special effects and the strobes and everything. It looked like she was swimming through the theater. So, it was so kind of cool. Ariel, Ariel is actually Ariel. That's that's pretty cool. Ariel was Ariel. And like I said, it was just as small. Ariel was Ariel. I do want to clear something up, though, because I kind of made a mistake yesterday because I wasn't really 100% sure who um, about the the girl that played Ariel. Her name is Ali Cravalo, and I thought she was right. black. She's not black. She's Hawaiian. She's the one that played Moana in the she's, animated series Moana. So she is right. Hawaiian, and she's I said Hawaiian. Black, so I apologize for that. I, I'm not sure about that. She's Hawaiian and Puerto Rican. I'm not sure about that. Though. Possibly. Possibly. <clears throat> I don't know. But I said one is I, I said she was black yesterday and she's not. There is a black girl's been cast for another movie right. remake of it. For it's another, being done, yeah. but I, I confuse the two. Um, I thought Queen Latifah did an amazing, campy, fun Ursula in her song. Nice. Um, it looked like Shaggy had a blast doing his little Sebastian song, but he looked like 
he kind of looked like he was in a cross between a red trash bag and Michael Jackson's red suit, <laughs> zipper suit, nice. uh, for the crowd. <laughs> it's kind of goofy looking, but he was having fun doing his song. And like I said, John Samos probably was the hardest to hear, but he was he was right. having fun with it. He was having so much fun, so it made you have fun with it. And the kid that Graham Phillips who played the Prince Eric, he's the only got to sing really well. He sang two songs, and he was better just to look at. I mean, he was okay singer, but it was better just to look at him and just be a prince. Just be your little prince self and not worry about singing too much. I forgot that the prince had right. two songs. I hadn't seen the movie in the 30 years since it's been out. But overall, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, congratulations, Disney, for a job well done. Um, I haven't seen what the ratings were for it yet, uh, but it, it was just interesting. It was interesting. I don't know what I was expecting. That wasn't it. It might. I think it was better than what I was expecting because, um, like I said, it turned into more of a concert than it was a reenactment of it. But I think they blended right. it pretty good. And they used, they used kind of puppets and everything to go around, so they kind of did almost a Lion King type thing that was kind of cool. There's a lot of really cool elements to it. So I just thought the staging of it was very well done. And nice. the performances were pretty well done. So I, I was overall happy with it. <clears throat> overall, very, very happy. I know you don't really want me to talk about Lori Laughlin, um, but uh, he, John Stamos, yesterday uh, during, or uh, yeah, whatever, during the performance, um, supposedly um, liked a tweet that said Aunt Becky is going to jail, but John Stamos is absolutely crushing it on Little Mermaid. And and he accidentally liked it. And people are going nuts over the fact that he accidentally liked that tweet because he didn't read the, the first part of it. That That's funny. Aunt I had not seen that yet. <laughs> <laughs> said Aunt Becky's going well, to jail. I don't blame him. I mean, but, they're praising him. I mean, he, he's liking that they're right. praising him. He's not necessarily right. dissing on her. So I'm, I'm okay with that. That's kind of cool, though. I, I like it. I think that's funny. But, yeah, overall, like I said, I think good on Disney for doing it. Um, we'll see what the next live action will be from whoever's out there. They usually do one every right. holiday time, so we'll see who does it. Fox usually does a holiday one. We'll see if anyone yeah, – I, I haven't heard of anything happening. Last year was Rent. I don't know what's happening this year. So I'll see. And, yeah, last year's Rent uh, was done because uh, the, one of the leads broke their ankle, so they couldn't right. do it actually live. So they had to put the performance that they, the dress rehearsal that they had already filmed up there for people to see, which I think is, you know, that's really cool of them to have, you know, continued the show because you have to, uh, you have to air something. And, um, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that this one was decent because there's been, you know, these musicals, these live action musicals that a couple of different, um, uh, networks have put on and uh, some of them have been pretty shady some of them pretty been right, know, right, right. absolutely horrible so no i agree i said i like um this one was okay i mean i like so far i think i've liked hairspray the best um right rent one of my favorite musicals of all time so i really enjoyed rent i was disappointed it wasn't That's such a good musical it is i have a very good friend that was on the fox version live 
And so I kind of found right. out ahead of time they weren't going to be doing it live. But they did. They were out there with the audience. They were singing along with the audience while it was playing on the screen. So the the actors did a lot with it. And then they did come back for the very final song. They did that live. They just kept the right. actor that broke his ankle. The guy played Roger. They kept him on a table and then brought the entire original cast out for the final song. Nice. This was very cool. Nice. So, yeah, Rent was handled very, very nice. My friend was part of that show last year, and I uh, it was it was great. I was impressed with him. He played five different characters in the background part, and so it was a lot of fun. Good job had by all last year because Rent is, like, one of my all-time favorites. Speaking cool. of live action, well, I'm glad though. glad this one they, went well. Yeah, it did. It went very good. But speaking of live action, they did announce also last night, along with this, that uh, they are bringing back the live reenactment of All in the Family and the Jeffersons. Um, it's going to air December 18th. Uh, so next month, I'm uh, going to do live in front of a studio audience. If you remember last year, I think they did May of this year. Probably May of this year, right. I think it was. And they they recreated two episodes, one from All in the Family and one from Jefferson's. Uh, Woody Harrelson right. uh, and Marissa Tomei played Archie. So they're Diaz, doing more. Pop. They're, they're doing another set. They're doing a show Sweet. in December 18th and one in the spring. Um, it didn't. The weird thing is it said casting to be announced. So I don't know if that means they're redoing the entire leads or they're just talking right. about their guest stars. So I thought Woody Harrelson and Marissa Tomei and Jamie Foxx and Wanda Sykes and all of them did a great job. Kerry Washington, who played uh, one of the parts, is actually executive producing it this year. So she played nice. Helen Willis uh, from the Jeffersons for this last one in May, right. and she's an executive producer this time along. So it's going to be live in front of a studio audience on December 18th. So that's going to be exciting because I missed the first one live. I was out. That was uh, it was May because that's when I was traveling cross country to do my shows in uh, Palm Springs. So that's why I had to see the. I didn't get to see it live. So hopefully, be around December 18th to do that. So I'm looking forward to that. But I'm glad to bring it back. I did. I do think it'll be interesting though, since they said cast to be announced. I think it'd be interesting if they did an entire brand new cast for both of them. There are a lot of good actors I'm sure that can play those parts. So it'd be interesting to see if they recast them. Completely, it's kind of a nice little hook to it. Each time they do it, they're doing a different set of a different cast, recreating the cast. So that could be kind of yeah. Cool. I I I don't know. I haven't been involved or paid attention to the casting of those shows. So, um, I but I will. Either. I will now. I, I I definitely should. All right, we're going to take a couple breaks today, so we're going to go ahead and take another break now. This is going to uh, be Hayden McHugh's Calgary, and you're listening to Sam My Soapbox. You can give us a call over the next about 35 minutes, 347-989-0126. Be back in just a little while. Triple C two more, but it gets quite lonely in my bubble, and I don't wanna. 
cause no trouble, but I miss you When you're this far away Thinking maybe I can turn this ship around Where you leave sleeping But I know that that's not possible And we both know that we ended things And I left I'm lost in the universe 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 Singing I I don't know if this is where I belong Singing Without you Hey, hey. 
Yeah, because there's some, there's you know a couple of those couple of those people that are actually you know singers that that we know of. They're like literally rock stars or pop stars, right. and you know they're really good. It's just that we haven't seen or heard them in, in a minute. You know, maybe if you went to one of their shows in Vegas or something, but otherwise, you know, we really they haven't been mainstream in a while, and well, that's why they're doing that show. And they had yeah. Joey Fatone from NSYNC. I mean, they had some yeah. legit singers yeah. on last year, along with other celebrities. Yeah. So, uh, And there's some really good singers this year. So I'll be excited to see who's on there. Uh, last year, my buddy Margaret Cho was on, and I guess she was on there. And uh, I even tweeted her, uh, and she wouldn't tell me. And then I, then I was right. So, But, uh, yeah, it's a fun show. So back on tonight, it's on Fox. So if you're looking for something to do tonight, Special two-hour presentation of Fox and the Masked Singer. I recommend highly that you go on it. Go watch it. So uh, let's talk about politics last night. Yesterday we talked about the election for a good 20 minutes, half hour. Uh, talked about a right. couple of key races that were happening. Some things, and, yeah, some things uh, did happen, like the, the Republican candidate in Kentucky lost, correct? Exactly. So um, that the three main Mitch ones McConnell that we talked to, about yesterday – Right. We were looking at the Kentucky governor's race, who had a right. very unpopular incumbent governor going against a Democrat whose father was actually governor in the past. I don't know if it was directly before this one was running now or farther back than that. But so it was, uh, of course, Kentucky, the southern state that always goes red. Um, so they weren't sure what was going to happen. But as of Monday, the day before the election, the um, – the incumbent governor was five points ahead in the polls and Donald Trump came out to do a rally Monday night for him and basically plead with the, pleaded with everybody. They have it on tape. He's saying, guys, Pleading. you know that if he, if he wins, uh, they're going to say <laughs> no big deal. And if he loses, they're going to blame it all on me. So please don't let him lose. Don't make me look bad. He told his big wow. crowd of 10,000 people on Monday night. And the wow. guy ended up losing, not by a lot, only by 5,000. He hasn't conceded right. yet, but it looks like he's probably not going to make it. They may do a recount, but I think he has, I think even though it's only 5,000, I think he's still going to get it. But this guy was like really unpopular. He went against the teachers' union. He didn't expand Medicare or Medicaid. He said a lot of stuff that wasn't good for his state. Um, and it really was, I mean, we were wondering if it's going to make Mitch McConnell worried. He should be a little worried. Donald Trump should be worried, I think, more since the guy was five points up before his rally and then lost the next day. But they, the Republicans did sweep the rest of the things they were going for, including a, um African-American Republican won the attorney general for the first time ever in Kentucky's history. So they did sweep the rest of the races Republican. This was the only one they lost, so it could be an outlier just because it was really unpopular. But it doesn't matter. I'm happy we have a uh, Democratic governor in Kentucky, so that's going to make wow. things a little hard for uh, a little hard for Mitchie come next year. Right. The other race we were watching for governorship was in Mississippi, and it was just a close race between the Republican and the Democrat uh, because it was an open seat. Um, there was no incumbent. They term limit there. and uh, But the Republican did win 
handily, I think, by about uh, five or six points. So the Republican won, which wasn't a huge surprise, but the Democrats got the closest they've been, I think, in like 25 years. So they did get closer than normal. But a Republican went to it's Mississippi, southern state, so not big a deal. But then the other one we were talking about was Virginia. The state house there was – there's been a, a – since the last election, there was a Democrat elected governor, but there was a very slim minority in both the House and the state Senate. So the state Senate was, I think – 50 to 49, so it was like a one, 50 Republicans to 49 Democrats, and the state um, House of Representatives was like uh, 51 to 49 or somewhere like that. It was like two, two different. And sure enough, the Democrats swept both houses. So now they have a Democratic governor, Democratic House, and Democratic Senate in the state of Virginia. So they're officially calling it a blue state now. It's been purple for the last since Obama came on board, it was always Republican until Obama. It flipped for Obama for those two years and went for Hillary last year, even though obviously she didn't win. Uh, but now they're calling with all three of the state legislatures and the governorship, they're calling it a blue state now. So wow. the important thing about this, the important thing about all these state house races, if we have any next year as well, is the Every 10 years is when they redo the congressional districts in your state. So that's why it's really – and whoever is the majority party gets to finalize those districts. There's been a lot of court battles lately on redistricting, and that's one of the reasons they're saying Virginia won, because Virginia lost the court battle because Republicans had gerrymandered those districts so bad. And the state court, um, Supreme Court, made them change, I think, three or four of their districts to make it more fair, and that's one of the things that helped the Democrats win. So gerrymandering Dude, goes on you really do know. You, you do know a lot about politics, man. You really do. I do. Yeah, I don't know a lot of people that know as much as you do about politics. You really should run. It's my dude. jam. It's my jam. But, yeah, so it's like, so this is a big year. 2020 and 2019 are big years because these, whoever's in the state legislature is going to finalize the districts in the year. So they can move it around Republican or Democratic and make it favor one or the other. They said hopefully with gerrymandering, it's going to be less and less since the courts. But the Supreme Court is not taking it up. The last gerrymandering case they had, they left it back to the state. They didn't make it fair. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So that's why it's very important, and I'm very happy that Virginia is now a solidly red state. There you go. That's that Virginia is red? On Virginia it's solidly is now blue, blue now. I'm sorry, it went blue. Virginia went yeah, blue. Yeah, Virginia just, just yeah. went blue from Yeah, it was from, red until it Obama. It's been purple since red. Obama, yeah. and now it's right. officially blue. So I'm sorry for this nice. Another interesting thing that came down the pike today, um, as far as elections go, is supposedly Jeff Sessions is going to run for his old Alabama state uh, um, U.S. Senate seat. So we'll find that out this week because Friday is the last day you can file. um, Keebler Elf is actually going to try to run for office again. 
He's going to try to run for office again. And the interesting thing is the White House has said they are going to campaign against him. They've told him, you can go for it, but we're going to campaign against you. Well, that's okay, because I haven't seen Kate McKinnon do a, uh, a skit on SNL where she played um, the Keebler elf in a while. So exactly. I, I think it, I, I actually think it would bring some funnier moments. So I thought her, her impersonation of him was just exactly. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I loved it. So yeah, so we'll find out Friday if he, it's the last day to apply to be uh, the um, U.S. Senate position. So we'll see if he gets back in the race, and then we'll see the full force of Trump against him. I mean, not like he didn't trash him enough while he was the actual attorney general. So yeah. I feel just a tiny bit sorry for him, not a lot, uh, but I do feel just a tiny bit sorry for him. But he was never a great senator to begin with. So we'll see what happens. They have, I guess, a big, a big field in Alabama this year. I, I, I don't know if I've asked you this before, the term attorney general to me. Now, it, it, does that actually mean, I mean, I, I'm trying to make it, yeah, I'm trying to like actually take it for its words, which is attorney general. So is that the, the general attorney? Like he's just the, you know, generally the attorney for the U S government or is, does he should, should he actually be a general um, and uh, and an attorney. I, I've, I've always been confused uh, as to why that that title is given to these guys. Can you explain that to me? At all? Yeah, it, it's actually kind of interesting. The attorney general for a state, um, the job for the attorney general of the state is to act on behalf of any suits that come against the state of California. So, or, or state, whatever so state it, so say state California. Yeah, whatever, whatever your attorney general or wherever state you are, your attorney right. general is supposed to be the guy that's heading up or the woman that's heading up the, the fight uh, against whatever the state is going through, right? Right, and they can either prosecute on behalf of the state against someone else right. or they can defend the state from someone um, bringing a lawsuit onto them. But that is the so they have to at least be an attorney. They have to Correct. at least be an esquire. Okay. Correct. And they don't necessarily take every case. Obviously, like all government officers, a lot of underlings below them, and there's assistant attorney generals right. and other people that are in the attorney right, general's right. office. Now, federally, it's a little bit different where it's, it's the same, but it's different, and it's what's causing controversy right now on the federal level. Because the same thing, the, the attorney general is supposed to bring suit against people that act against our government or to defend our government against people who bring suits against it. What's happened with our current attorney general, William Barr, is he is acting like the attorney for the president of the United States. He is not the attorney right, for the president of the United the States. Attorney. They have their own lawyers. Right. right. The attorney general is for the uh, the entire people. United States of America for the people. Exactly. Right. So that's what they're supposed to defend. I, he has ended up defending our president more than he's defending our state. You would think that um, he would be out for our state, but he obviously has not been. So that's what the big controversy has been so far. I just, I, I, I just, I'm still confused at the title. So it is, it is, <clears throat> excuse me. It is just, 
that they're generally the attorney for the state or for the United right. States. That, you yeah, know, the, the, the military the aspect. Attorney, they're the head attorney, why like they the, call general it a general? the head of the... Why do they... <laughs> they should have left I, that I out. It should just be like attorney for the United States. I mean, how's that? <laughs> or head attorney, attorney or lead attorney, you, to you know? C-worthy. I don't know. I guess we could change it around a little bit. <laughs> I'm just like, I guess uh, you know, otherwise, shouldn't they be a general as well? Shouldn't they actually be a general? You know, because, you know, then that would make sense to me. It's like, wow, they have military understanding, so they have strategy understanding because they're a general. And then they're also an attorney. So they could actually, you, would think, you know, no, do I something think legally. They're ranked as being a in charge. A general is usually in <laughs> okay. charge. Just generally so the attorney for the, the United a, States. Attorney right. in charge is a better word. Okay. Attorney in charge. Yeah. Of Why couldn't they just say attorney? Yeah, attorney in charge. <laughs> no, I think that's a great point. Sorry, dude. No, that's a very good point. I think that's a good point to bring up. I like it. I just think I like that verbiage is is extremely important, and it's confusing when we have terms for different people and titles for different people that don't really fit what they do. So, right, you know, right. I, I'm, you know, I'm, it, that, it's just confusing to me. And then it's really confusing when, you know, a, a head of an administration will put somebody in like, like a brain surgeon in charge of HUD when he should really be the <laughs> surgeon general. Right. I mean, right, he, he's, exactly. he's an actual surgeon, so generally speaking, he could be there for the United States as a surgeon, right? Not not as a dude that knows nothing about housing. Why, why or, the, is he there? or the head of an oil company in charge of the Environmental Protection Agency. <laughs> I mean, we've had quite a few. Oh, yeah, that works. <laughs> quite a few misnomers, and this administration has wow. been entered. And that's what we've had. I mean, we have had... Uh, a, a oil executive as the in charge of the environmental. We had, I mean, Betsy oh. who has never been in a public school and against public schools, is the secretary of education. Yeah, dude, it's just a I big mean, joke. Oh wow! I mean, how do these people actually qualify? Are qualified to do? They're not. They're qualified to do other things. So put them in those positions, and, dude. Right. That's just it's insane. It's insane. I, I, but I yeah, think it's really it's, important, you know. The 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 verbiage is absolutely important, and it's it's confusing. It's very confusing to a lot of people. No, I agree. I, and uh, and like you said, a lot of people just have a passing interest in politics. Politics is a very wonky thing, and it's uh, I just I like I like details, so I get a little wonky on it. But it really is kind of right. boring when you think on the outside. But you expect. You wanted to have it as easily explainable as possible. That's why I think these investigations into the what they're trying to do with these impeachment investigations are trying to basically dumb it down. The Robert Mueller report, the Mueller report, and everything involved in the Russia collusion was so highbrow, and there was so much involved in it, that I think the American people just couldn't follow along and got bored with it and didn't really right. care what was happening. This is something that's a little more relatable. It's like, Oh, okay. This guy bribed or gave something or or held up something to get something in return. He he didn't give these people military aid or he didn't he didn't let them have a White House visit because they wouldn't investigate people he wanted investigated. That's kind of a simple right. tit for tat kind of thing that's easily understandable. 
the Mueller thing was two years of what? I have no understand what you're talking about. What is collusion? What's this? What's all these other things? So I think it was very indigestible, and so people get sick of politics very easy that way. You no, I think you. I think you just. I think you just kind of kind of hit it on the head there. They they don't they don't care. They don't right. care. We used to care that the Russians were trying to influence our democracy. Even before you and I were born, dude, they cared about it. There was so much about communism and anti-communism in in Congress. I mean, it happened in the entertainment business as well. There were a whole bunch of people that were blacklisted because of their uh, uh, supposed association with Russia. So it's always, it, it, you know, it, not always been this way, but it's been this way for a long time since the beginning of the industrial age for the United right. States against Russia and just specifically Russia. And I, I don't know if people have become complacent or if because, you know, they 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 don't see that Russia's really influencing us. And when all these mom and pop businesses are shutting down left and right, and that is the backbone of the United States, it's not major corporations. It's all the little tiny businesses. And, you know, and they don't see that that's happening and they don't see that, like the, the hatred that has come up and the division that has come up. I mean, yes, it's always been there. There's always people that are going to hate other people. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it, it's really, really reared its ugly head and been given a voice. And that doesn't help anyone in the United States to actually be united, to actually be able to fight against a foreign power trying to influence our way of life. And the way we've right. seen and lived our lives for, you know, a hundred years. So we don't, you know, or two hundred years. I mean, we, you know, we don't want this influence. And I think people are are we're bored with it. I think you 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 hit it on the head there. That that people are like just disinterested. Like it doesn't right. really matter. They don't they don't really see how it's affecting them. They have this five minute Twitter Instagram attention span. And that's why these ads are so effective through Facebook and things like that, because they read a headline and that's about as far as they go. And they don't, right. they, I mean, people don't really know even what the cold war was anymore um, in the, in the newer generations, because there's just the attention span. That's what um, Trump does. Yeah. So they don't well. know anything there's about so McCarthyism. Right. The attention doesn't, and that's one thing we may want to look into doing in our show down the line is, Talk about what teaching some history. What things happen? <laughs> teaching history, some right. actual right. history. Right. <laughs> some actual like this facts. whole this whole impeachment thing is about Russia, Ukraine, um, holding up military aid because Russia invaded Ukraine. They took back. They took Crimea back. And a lot of people have no idea that's what this is all about. They have a, they right. don't know what this conversation was about. It was about us holding up military aid to a country that was invaded by Russia who tried to do – there's actually a war going on there. I don't think people even understand that, even with everything that – like I said, as much as we're trying to dumb down this impeachment thing, the real reason behind it was because Ukraine is in a war with Russia, and they wanted tanks and stuff like that, stuff that Obama would give them, which was bad on him, a whole other subject. And Trump actually didn't give him that, but then he wanted something for it. In order to give you this military aid, you got to help me get after my opponents here. 
So it's very simple to think of, but even the stuff behind it all is something we, we may want to go into deeper sometime because I just don't think people understand what really is going on there. Why was Russia our – what was the Cold War? Why are we so against Russia? Well, because we're both going to blow each other out of the water nuclear-wise and have a nuclear winter. Right. We didn't. So, uh, yeah. I think you're yeah, none of us, right. you, you and I sure. probably wouldn't have been, probably wouldn't have been born if, because this all happened in the late fifties and early sixties and where they right. were, you know, like yelling at each other and, and being like, I'm just going to blow you up. <laughs> just going back exactly. and forth and like, no, we're just going to launch from Cuba because that's how close right. the Russian missiles were. We're in Cuba. So. Yes, indeed. Yeah, dude, I, yeah, I, I like, think people just, I think they either forget or or they just don't care. Right. Like the threat of nuclear annihilation. I mean, seriously, you know, I mean, are, are we really all, even with Kim launching stuff into uh, the Japan Sea, you know, I, still, you know, what, are we all really, really concerned about that? We haven't really been concerned about that for, for a long time. Because we think we have so it goes back to our elections and what we talked about yesterday, uh, that what we were talking about yesterday, people aren't even concerned with what's happening in their own neighborhood. We had, it came out today with all the results, we had uh, 24.2% turnout in my county. For so it was only 24.2% in your district that turned out Correct. yesterday. So it's only, exactly. yeah. And 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 it, the problem is, is what if that 24% is, are a bunch of douchebags? So if they're a bunch exactly. of douchebags, then they're going to get voted in whatever it is that they want voted in in their douchebaggery. So, right. you know, you, you, you absolutely you need to go out and, and vote on stuff like this. You know, on days to care. like this. Like you said, what we're talking about, you have to care. Got to care. You have to <laughs> take some seems like nobody cares. You can't be bored with it. You have to have some interest in it. I mean, you don't have to follow every nook and cranny. But you need to be involved. Know what's going on in your community. Know what's happening in your state. Know what's happening in your federal government and your country. I mean, you don't have to know every single detail, but I would think you'd want to be interested in it in some right. fashion or another. But yeah, it, people are bored. If it's not a five-minute soundbite or they can't watch a video on it, they're not really that interested anymore. I've seen so many people post stuff that is just garbage, and and I'm like, do you even read the article? Do you even check your source before you post something? It just makes the person look like an idiot because the rest of us out right. there are like, yeah, you didn't check your source, did you? This is not a legit source, and this is not a legit story. You didn't even read it. All you did was read the headline bunch of garbage well and that that's it too that's a whole other point too is you need to go over more than one source too if you only listen to fox news you're only getting one side of the story you're only listening to msnbc you're only getting one side of the story you need to listen to a variety of choices read a newspaper um even newspapers are slanted though read two newspapers um i i told you a while back that we aren't yeah, you can't just read. You can't just read the Wall Street years. Journal. Right. Exactly. You can't just read the Wall Street Journal, and you can't just read the New York Times. And you know, you have to continue to read the other papers that are around, and to get an actual story, and figure right. out what that story is. I told you a couple months ago we lost our local newspaper here. Our newspaper's been around for 150 years. Was not making money. 
and we lost our local newspaper. And the local newspaper is such an important part of the community. So the next community over, the little paper that had it, took over our community and doing a now a smaller paper. But they are owned by a um, Republican-leaning news organization. So Wait, what happened? I'm sorry. Lot- I'm sorry. You cut up. You, you, oh, so yeah. the old paper, the old paper closed, and then but the new paper picked them up. Yeah, a new paper from the next community over picked it up and is doing now a nice. uh, our our version for us, which was great. But the paper that picked it up is from a conservative leaning news conglomerate. Ours was pretty much an independent. They did, they only owned right. this. Uh, they owned a TV station and the newspaper, but they weren't owned by anyone else. This newspaper that picked it up has like 20 newspapers all over the country, and they're all conservative-leaning. So now this new newspaper, I get a lot more conservative-leaning ads, which is fine because I read everything. But like I said, you need to look at other sources. If I only read that newspaper, I would I would not see the full side of the story. So it's important that you kind of seek out information of things you're interested in. You might not be interested yeah. in a lot of things, but things you are interested in, if you have kids going to school, I'd be interested in what's happening in my school district and find yeah. out what's happening there. I mean, if yeah, you what's have, going on with your school board. Yep. Exactly. If you are an environmentalist, I'd want to know what's happening in the environmental movement. So if you, if you well, everybody, a, everybody that. should be because everybody, as far as an environmentalist, you know, for your own district, um, y'all need to drink water, right? I mean, every single person drinks water in order to survive. Um, our water across the United States is horrible, and it's been, you know, everywhere. There's certain comedians. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was George Carlin that does that or did that, where he would go. I think it was where he would go and to every town and say, "So I'm going to have a drink of your water," and every town would be like, "No, don't do that," because every <laughs> single town. It's got horrible water. It doesn't matter where you are in the United States, which there's something wrong with that. We can change that as people. We can change that for who we vote for as far as the people that run the water boards in our townships. So, you know, yesterday was a prime example of a time when you get the opportunity to turn and make those decisions and make sure that they're making the proper decisions for you. So as a as a as a representative of you, so that you can have there fresh drinking water. This is just a basic a basic life thing: is fresh drinking water. Exactly. All right, we only have five minutes left. So since Craig and I have been bringing wow, you down dude. for the last half an hour, let's go ahead and bring Miss Susie Q on. We didn't have a chance to get to her yesterday and get some words of wisdom lighten up the end of our conversation. Miss Susie Q, how you doing out there? Oh my God. You guys, the show just gets better and better and better. I am so impressed. Well, I, thank I, you. We're I, a little deep I, today. We got a little deep, but we need you to help lighten us up here at the end and get us oh on my. some positive notes here. Okay. Well, the world's all wrong, but I'm okay. All right. <laughs> <my> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the world's all wrong, but I'm okay. There you go. Okay. I like that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> okay. There's some people I don't believe that on. There's some people that I don't think are okay, but I'll give you that. 
I'll, I'll let you okay. think that. <laughs> okay. There's some yeah. people that are just wrong. But no. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? You, you feeling okay today, Susie Q? Oh, much, 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 much better. Yes, life is good. Life is good. Good. Right. Uh, uh, medic- yesterday, we wanted to have a second to bring you back on. So while we're rolling out here, thanks so much for being part of our show, as always. We love you. Oh, my goodness. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you. Keep uh, up the good work. Thank you Thank so you. much. We appreciate it. Okay, Ann. Always like hearing from little Susie Q at the end of each show or sometime in each show if we have a chance there. So, yeah, good She's show. got an we opportunity to, to throw in some words of wisdom. Why? We zoomed through already. We are done. Donezo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, right, every, my friend. thanks everybody, we'll, uh, for stay on the road. Be safe. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern, on a Thursday here. Uh, be sure to tune in. And if you're listening to us on your podcast, please give us a five-star rating and recommend us to your friends. We do appreciate it. Every new listener, we appreciate. So let's go ahead uh, and play We Gotta Go from Jay Knight because we are out of here. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye. Hey.